0: Listening to Coffee Talk with Father Brad. Welcome to Coffee Talk with Father Brad and Grace Krause. I have Grace Krause here. Grace, um, how you doing? I'm doing good. You're I have vo- a
1: little bit of a cold. My voice is a little in and out, so apologies for that.
0: Your voice but sounds uh, very deep. Does it? I mean, it's yeah. And I don't know. If that's an insult. <laughs> I'm
1: sorry. It's okay. I mean, that's how. Can you sing? Works, right?
0: Can you sing a little Tracy Tracy Chapman? Ah,
1: uh, nope.
0: <laughs> Give me a wrong reason to stay here. Then I'm pretty I'll Pretty sure if I tried right to back.
1: sing, nothing would come out.
0: You actually <laughs> it was did. me and
1: mass this morning. It was definitely if I tried to hit a high note last night. I tried to say woohoo, but I, I went. See, that's the only thing
0: that comes out. Are you glad? Are you at least glad I Nothing. made you go dance Zydeco? I
1: am. I'm always glad when I'm made to dance Zydeco. That's right.
0: Because <laughs> you know what my rule is. What do I say? Your rule? Yeah. To the wind with prudence, oh, up with yeah, the it.
1: Where does that even come from?
0: Third Corinthians <laughs> chapter 1, verse 15. It doesn't Uh, exist, but it does in my book.
1: I have an entire uh, note on my phone, listeners, called Father Brad's Bad Advice. Everything that he's ever told me to do that was really terrible advice. (laughs) It usually has to do with going and having a good time somewhere.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. And we went to see Roddy Romero and the Hub City All-Stars, Grammy-winning Zydeco band in Lafayette, Louisiana. And it's always a good decision to do that, even when you're sick. In fact, you got to rage through it, right? True. Rage through it, dance, dance your boo hiney off, <laughs> sweat.
1: To the one with Prudence, up with the Brotherhood.
0: That's right. But today, <laughs> today we're, uh, Grace is a little under the weather, at least yeah. it's uh, the the remnants of it, because we all went on the March for Life um, and we take nine buses, our group at least takes nine buses, about 400 kids or 380, something like that, Um 24-hour bus ride up to D.C. from Louisiana, that is penance, people, penance. <laughs> and um, Grace, I think, very similarly to me, and I, I guess you can comment on this, I wear my stress in my body, like... <laughs> <am> I- <laughs> I don't so we all. <laughs> I, I get sick yeah, like whenever I'm too. in charge of something or I have some kind of important thing happening. And so like every year when the the march is coming up and it doesn't help that it's always in January, but I'm always just getting sick. And I actually got sick early and I got a got some sinus infection medicine. What is it called? Antibiotics.
1: Um, I don't know. Antibiotic <laughs> steroid shot. I don't know. There's a lot of things. I
0: didn't get a steroid shot. You're not supposed to do that just willy-nilly. Um, but at least that's what my doctor friend tells me. But <laughs> but I got antibiotics and I took like you could, mucinex. You don't really want to know about this, do you? <laughs> but uh, we went up to the March for Life and we wanted to talk about our experience, one, to a lot of uh, kind of our commentary on the on the media coverage of it and what happened with Nathan, Nathan Phillips, Phillips, Nathan Phillips and uh, the Covington Catholic crew. That com- we just want to comment on that and just give a little our thoughts on the situation because we were on the ground at the Marcher Life. Mm-hmm. So Grace, tell us real quick what's our march about.
1: So this is. It's really been a cool experience for me. I'm not from Louisiana originally. I'm from Mobile, Alabama. And I had been to the March for Life in DC several times before I moved to Louisiana. Um, I went in college just on my own with some friends a couple different times. I went as a chaperone for my alma mater, um, after I graduated one year. Um, but the March that we do out of the Diocese of Baton Rouge, it's run by St. Michael high school, which is the, the school that I teach at. Um, and it is an experience. <laughs> the whole trip is really incredible. Like Father Brad said, nine buses of about 450 kids, high school students from across the diocese. Um, and it is a very intensive curriculum, honestly. Um, every moment that we are on the bus, every moment that we are staying at the camp that we stay at, we stay at a y- YMCA camp in Maryland outside of DC. Um, every Every moment that we are doing something on that trip has a purpose and it has a reason um, to teach our students how to be pro-life for the whole life, really. Um, so every I like that.
0: pro-life for the whole life, yeah.
1: I, I didn't coin that; out. know somebody else oh. used that phrase. I think, but um, but I like it because it really encompasses the whole meaning of what it is to be pro-life. And so every museum that we visit, every church that we go to, every mass that we attend, um, everything sort of points toward this gospel of life. Um, And it's really, really beautiful. I mean, our diocese has seen incredible fruit from this pilgrimage. I know that a lot of, I don't know, a lot of people, I've I've talked to a lot of people in the Catholic world, and I feel like a lot of people are kind of, iffy about the march, especially because of some of the little jaded. Yeah. Some of the political, um, ties that even like the organizers of the march sometimes have, or the speakers that they invite to speak on the stage that are there. And, um, I've experienced it all. Like I said, when I was in college, I would go and, you know, stand on the mall and hear the speakers talk. But ever since I've been on the trip with Baton Rouge, um, it's just a completely different experience. We don't really pay much attention to the politics. Um, obviously we talk about the politics of Roe versus Wade and all of that kind of stuff, but um, and the
0: importance of voting and right. voting and, and being able principle. to
1: demonstrate peacefully, you know, we, we do March, we march through the streets of DC towards the Supreme court and we're, you know, cheering and chanting and doing all the things that a person would do at a March. Um, but so it's political in that way, but, um, I really appreciate that our March is first of all, focused on personal conversion.
0: That's number one.
1: Yeah. So there's three, what is it? Three pillars, I three guess pillars of our, of our trip. curriculum in our trip. Um, the first one, and, and we do mean that it's the first one, um, personal conversion. So the whole trip, I mean, it's a retreat. It's a week long pilgrimage. It's a retreat. We're really trying to, um, get our students to encounter the Lord in a way that maybe they haven't before. Um, we design the whole trip. We design our buses and who is on our buses to be sort of a microcosm of the church. We pick up Nashville Dominican sisters on the way. We bring our Um, own sisters. We bring our own sisters. We bring priests, we bring seminarians from our diocese and other dioceses. We bring, um, you know, chaperones, married couples, single people. Um, and then of course all of our students. And so we just, it's really, really cool because the students get to see, um, sort of a mini church in motion. Um, and then they get to go to these beautiful churches that sometimes they don't get to see, um, like the national shrine in Washington, DC. Sometimes we stop at the, um, shrine of the most blessed sacrament in Huntsville, Alabama. Um, and it's just, it's a really, really cool experience for them to encounter the Lord and the beauty of his church. Um, and so and that's, that's number one. That's
0: number one. And number two is vocational awareness,
1: right? So that, I mean, that ties into all of that, having like Nashville, Dominicans and all
0: that. And then we think that if you have those two, the first two, mm-hmm. we don't even really focus on pro-life advocacy, except for as it flows out of those first two personal relationship with Jesus Christ, personal conversion, our understanding of our own vocation and where God's calling us. And if you have those two, then you're going to get the third you're going to get the third. You're going to be pro-life if you have a personal relationship with Jesus and you kind of understand where God's calling you to. And, um, and so that's really what sets our trip apart. Like Grace said, there's the, there's the speakers on the stage, the march and whatever. And we kind of, in years recently, just kind of step back. We get to the yeah. back of the,
1: honestly, we're not even really paying too much attention. We did a
0: dance party. <laughs> yeah. we, we have speakers like, uh, like loudspeakers with us and we, Project music, and we we did dance in the streets. September, Earth, Wind, and Fire, <laughs> and we did uh, Justin Timberlake's. Yeah, do- we do a
1: flash mob every year. Uh, we yeah. teach the kids the dance. And we really want to so. focus
0: on joy. Right. That this is about joy, and and we cannot fight evil with evil. We can't fight hatred with hatred. We have to build the culture of life with a culture of joy, and so we try to instill that in the kids. Um, which, in some ways, is what. I was upset about when we got back, when we saw how the march was being portrayed because of an unfortunate encounter.
1: And honestly, it wasn't surprising because that's just, you know, what the media does. (laughs) That's what the news does. I mean, you know, people click on stuff that's controversial. So of course they're going to want to cover things like that. They're not going to be Um, like high school does flash mob. (laughs) Yeah. Look at all this, these joyful kids who love the Lord, (laughs) you know, and we're not, and we recognize that not everyone at the March is there for the same reasons that we are, you know? Um, but it's, I think our experience of it, um, is something that I wish more people would kind of, get on board with <laughs> to be honest um because yeah when we saw the reports of of the controversy with the catholic high school students from covington and the native american man who um was confronting them or vice the, versa the black um,
0: israelis which is kind of this very extremist cult thing yeah and and there, there's just this is my commentary on it okay because you didn't see the videos fully right no Okay. So I, I watched all the videos. I watched like the full hour long, like full uncut, unedited version. And what, what it pointed out, what I saw was this, that either way, the right and the left is going to extremize the situation, the position. Uh, the The truth is usually more in the middle of what happened. And there was an unfortunate encounter between people who were, um, I guess, charged, hypercharged in an emotional situation. And, and they allowed it to get political by allowing them to wear political garb. So the MAGA hats, the Make America Great Again hats. Uh, the first thing I thought of was we would never allow our kids oh, to yeah, wear politica- politically charged uh, paraphernalia like that. Not because necessarily we want to say you can't support Trump. I mean, personally, I don't, but we're not going to tell them who they can support or not support. But that's not what the march is for in our trip. And it's actually going to distract from the actual meaning of the trip. So one, we would never allow them to wear that. Two, we would never allow them to continue to engage in a negative encounter with adults that we don't know. And it was just all basically I saw the chaperones failed.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what everybody that I was talking to was saying, because especially people who have been involved in our trip, because it is something like that. Yeah, it would it would have never happened. It would have never even gotten to that point um, because of the way that we train them. That was the first thing that I thought of when I saw those Catholic high school students. I was thinking of our Catholic high school students and I was thinking like I've witnessed over the years of going on this march with Baton Rouge students encounter people who were trying to stir up something and because we had prepared our students ahead of time they said really beautiful things candidly to these people things like you know I love you. Jesus loves you. I'm praying for you. Like, I'm sorry that you feel that way. You know, whatever they're shouting at them, like super level headed, super mature. Um, and I've seen that so many times and I've heard kids witness, um, on the bus on the way home talk about like, yeah, like this person came up to me and they were either being, you know, anti pro-life or they were being anti-Catholic even. Um, and I just said, you know, like, well, I'm just here to stand up for the rights of unborn children and like, I'm praying for you. Bye. You know, and yeah, then they kept walking like it, something as simple as that, but they were, but they were prepared. Um, that's what I'm saying. Like we've prepared these kids. And I just feel like if there are students who are acting the way those kids sit in the video, like we have failed them and we failed the people that they're encountering because we've completely missed the point of being pro-life.
0: In fact, one year I remember vividly it was the first year I was in charge of a bus group. So I had like two buses that I was in charge of and we're at the Planned Parenthood in DC we're praying peacefully, singing Amazing Grace, praying the rosary, not yelling, not chanting. Um, and I think hired hecklers. I think the Planned Parenthood had called some people in. And they legitimately ran across the street, catacorner, like jaywalked across the street. And they like put their arms on the ground like gorillas and they ran at us.
1: <laughs> wow. <laughs>
0: you <know>, you were <laughs> there. I have heard that story. You yeah. were not there. And, and, and they were like, and I'm like. <laughs> Hail Mary, full of grace, <laughs> is what they, and then they ended up, they were yelling, they were like, you're brainwashed, blah, 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 and none of our kids responded. None yeah. of our kids shot back at them. Yeah. None of our kids did anything, and we trained them. We said, guys, we're going to sing the Divine Mercy Chap, and we're going to walk towards a Holocaust museum. Yeah. They followed us for 12 blocks. I pleaded with a cop policemen were walking alongside us i pleaded with them to get them to back off i mean these people were walking in a group yelling profanities at high schoolers and i was Mm -hmm. like this is not against the law like you can't stop them and i think they were so scared to like stop protest and Mm kind of fringe upon freedom of speech and and that like i think they failed us a little bit the police but we just walked and by the end of it they got tired of yelling and they just started walking by us. And then at the end, Father Andrew Merrick, one of our priests was talking with them, level headed about their own personal experience and why they were angry and had like a deep conversation.
1: Yeah. But that never would have happened if there hadn't been the silence, you know, Absolutely. and the, like, just, you know, we're just going to pray and that's what we're going to do. And
0: so what I want you yeah. to do, Grace, Grace, you wrote a great article, um, kind of reflecting upon that. And I just want to end our time with you expounding on some of those, Uh, points you made in relationship to the pro-life movement, um, us as Catholics, how do we move forward with a fruitful, um, pro-life ethic that is consistent And, and just some of your thoughts about this?
1: Sure. So the, um, the one thing that immediately annoyed me when I heard about the whole encounter with the students and, the native American gentleman um, was that everybody on social media, at least in my newsfeed was, they felt compelled to take a side. Um, there were people who felt like they needed to say, well, it was actually the guy's fault because he started it, you know, or it was the kid's fault because, you know, they didn't handle it well, or it was, you know, this, whatever, that people just felt like they needed to take a side. And that really frustrated me because I just feel like in our culture, Um, there's a lot of false dichotomies, right? Like there's, especially with our political system right now, like there's, we kind of feel pressured to choose one thing or another. Um, when there are more than just one option, like when I was watching what I did see of the videos, I was thinking like they were both wrong, (laughs) you know? And like, why is it so hard for us to say that they were both wrong? And, you know, that's, I don't know. I feel like we have to be able to say that. And I especially feel like as pro-life people who want the culture of our country to change, because let's be honest, like we can change laws, but nothing's going to change unless we change the culture. I mean, people say that all the time. And I think that the only way we're going to move forward and actually changing the culture and ultimately changing the laws, um, is if we start to not feel forced to choose a certain politician, a certain political party, a certain group, um, and identify that with the pro-life movement. Because as soon as we do that, then we've automatically ostracized everyone who, for whatever reason, is against that party or that politician or whatever you know. And like you like, can't
0: be a part of the pro-life movement because you disagree with this particular point of a political party. Well, the pro-life movement isn't attached to a political party.
1: Exactly. And I, and it's the same thing with our Catholic faith. I mean, obviously right now our, our country, like everybody, this last election, I think a lot of people felt like we didn't even know what to do. And our Catholic faith tells us that we form our conscience and ultimately it's up to our conscience, um, to decide who we're going to vote for. Um, and so you know, some people's conscience might tell them to vote for one person. Some person's conscience might tell them to vote for another person. Fine. But is we can't speak on the whole about the pro-life movement as being tied up with one party or the other because, honestly, there's problems with both. You know, there's problems with all. There's not any perfect political party or any perfect politician in our country today that completely espouses the pro-life message, like, from womb to tomb.
0: But that's hard. That's hard. It's easier to just side. It's easier to, it's easier to jump
1: on a bandwagon. You know, it's easier to have a slogan that sounds nice. You know, it's easier to, to say like, Oh, well, you know, this person was in the right and that person was in the wrong, or this person was more in the right, or that person was more in the wrong. This whole idea of like, I'm going to side with some group because it's the lesser, you know, of two evils. It's like, okay, but if they're still evil there, like, why don't we just talk about the issue? Let's talk about the issues. Um, Can I just say, like, I'm pro life in support of unborn children. I'm pro life in support of mothers in poverty. I'm pro life in support of immigrants. I'm pro life in support of.
0: In opposition of, to racism?
1: Yeah, in opposition to racism. In opposition, even, uh, and I said this in my blog, was just in opposition to any sort of verbal attack on another human being for any reason, you know, um, that like, if, as long as we are thinking that just because I'm on the quote unquote right side of an issue that gives me the right to be a jerk, like we've completely missed the point and we're never going to get anywhere with that.
0: That's why I'm making new hats. I'm selling them <laughs> on, CaneCatholics.com. They're Make America Holy Again.
1: We're not going to do that.
0: <laughs> Actually, so what happened was we got back from the March for Life. Um, we always try to go to the Louisiana March, which is the week after. And we show up. We got about 80 of our 420 kids or whatever. And we're about to march. <laughs> this guy's selling MAGA hats. Um, and he's walking up and down our group, and, and all this stuff had happened since the march for life. And so, me and Grace just look back at our kids, and we we're like,
1: "Nobody buy anything. No, <laughs>
0: nobody even look at the maga hats." I will purpose. I will personally hoist you on my shoulders.
1: All the kids were just standing there wide-eyed. They were like, we like oh, won't. <laughs> we're not going to do it.
0: So um, thanks, Grace, for giving that insight. I think I think a lot of people knew this. They just needed maybe it's beneficial to hear it, hear it expressed um, boldly. And that is the official quizzical papist coffee talk approach to the issue. And um, Grace, can you stick around for uh, some reviews and other such things sure sweet let's go around the world (laughs) okay so uh, thanks for listening Uh, the numbers continue to grow our last episode um, we have a bunch of countries that are still listening obviously oh we have one listener from Palestine
1: oh shout out
0: yeah I'm pretty pumped about that Um, we have uh, we have some listeners Australia Singapore united kingdom canada oh canada we love you even though i next week will be a rough episode for you just listen in (laughs) grace basically makes fun of you the whole time
1: oh not true
0: and then of course the u.s of a um top cities okay so we got some listeners monroe lafayette ontario california (laughs)
1: Interesting. Okay,
0: is there an? (laughs) Who
1: are you, people in Ontario, California,
0: Lilburn, Georgia, Gonzales, Louisiana, New Orleans, Louisiana, Bronx, New York?
1: Mm
0: -hmm. What's that accent like?
1: I can't do it. Especially with my voice like this,
0: I would end up sounding Asian, (laughs) like my mom. Every accent, I'm like, mom, doing a Mexican accent. She's like, hello, I am Mexican, (laughs) and I'm like, what the. Okay, anyway, Bowie, Maryland, Vashrie, Louisiana, and Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Thanks for listening. That's around the world. Um, if you want to get a shout-out, you just email me at quizzicalpapist at gmail.com. We got our first. Grace, we got our first listener-submitted email. That's exciting. I'm so excited. Okay, so here we go. Cell and Dave Smalley from Chicago. Chicago, Shy Town. Uh, actually, wait. Never mind. They're from Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs>
1: wow, from from Cleveland. <laughs> I got nothing for Cleveland. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, what do, what do y'all call Cleveland?
1: I mean, I just feel LeBron like there's James a bunch Land? of jokes about Cleveland. Yeah, Le, I don't know. Le,
0: Le, LeBron, Lebron James. I went Land?
1: to Cleveland once for a Need to Breathe concert. Really? On a weeknight in college. Got back at like two in the morning, but it was worth it.
0: You know what uh you know what Tennessee Williams said about Cleveland? I don't he said there's only three real cities in the United States San Francisco, New Orleans, and New York. Everywhere else is Cleveland.
1: <laughs> wow. <laughs> You're just totally shaming the one person who had the heart to send you an email.
0: <laughs> I'd do that. I'm sorry. Sell Dave, we love you. So they sent me an email. They said they're regular listeners to quizzical papists and absolutely love the podcast and the alternating coffee talk episodes. So I'm glad you like these episodes and um, what's interesting. Okay. So on a complete whim, they wrote a note uh, and a Christmas card to their cousin, Eric, who lives in Baton Rouge and asked him whether he knew um, me um, or was a parishioner and he saw me at CrossFit. So I was working out at CrossFit and he was like, I'm I'm about, I'm warming up, right? I'm warming up. And uh, our names are on like the little board right there. And he's like, Brad Doyle. Father Brad Doyle? And I'm like, oh no, I'm about to get off. To like, <laughs> like, someone's going to kill me. No. I'm like, yes. He's like, oh yeah, I know my, my cousins were, were listening to your podcast blah, 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 And we worked out together and we sent a, a, a picture to them That's and so crazy. Um, they were, they joked with him because it looked like I was like completely fine after the workout. And he was just, <laughs> he was hosed. Like, <laughs> um, it was great. I'm awesome. I'm glad. Thanks for reaching out. If you have any, um, I don't know, suggestions for questions or topics, just send it, keep sending. So sell and Dave, shout out to you in Cleveland.
1: Yeah. Tell us right back and tell us what's awesome about Cleveland.
0: Absolutely. Like it is awesome. I know it's objectively awesome, (laughs) but I don't know. I know what's objectively awesome about Louisiana, Mm -hmm. but what about Cleveland? Like I said,
1: I've only been there once and I was inside the house of blues watching need to breathe. So I -hmm. got nothing other than that.
0: There we go. So, uh, ready for some reviews. I'm ready. What can we call this section? Beats me. Beats me beats me.
1: I know.
0: Give me a beat. That was pretty good. Okay, we got two new reviews, five stars of course. Um we're just going to read one of them. This is from jewels R Fun. Or Jewel Jewy is our Fun. Or Jew- <laughs> Jewel SR Fun. On January 21st left five stars. Father Brad is hilarious. I don't know how he makes up these questions and ties them together with themes, but it's fantastic. Being a fairly new Catholic, congratulations, Jewel my hands are small, I know, but they're not yours, they are my own. Are you Jewel the artist? Please tell me. <laughs> Jewel. <laughs> Jewel is listening to my podcast. I've learned so many things, but it's also nice to know you don't have to be a theologian to play. That's right. That's how a right day girl. Really enjoy the variety of guests, and the outtakes are so funny. Definitely hang on and listen to those. I also appreciate there being guest priests. A priest from my parish was a guest, and it really made me see a different side of him, making him more relatable. They tell us in church that they're going through the same struggles... But his responses really drove it home for me, which, which is hilarious. That is amazing. It's like, he was really bad at this. <laughs> so and it
1: made me know that he was a regular human.
0: <laughs> I want
1: to tell you, all you people out there, priests are regular human beings. Befriend them.
0: Um, we need friends. They, they really do know and live our struggles. Thanks, Father Brad. Definitely keep this going. I'm enjoying the learning and laughs. Thanks, Jules. Amen. <laughs> okay so if you want to be a shouted out and read um, we got one more for the next time we have a coffee talk um, but just go on to iTunes leave a rating but also leave a review just a review, just like Jewel did or Jules did and um, I'll read you on the next uh, episode or episodes coming up hopefully this is informative God bless you peace out this has been Grace Krause unofficial partner of the quizzical <laughs> papist Hey, actually, send me an email and say whether you want Grace to be an official partner of the quizzical papers. We need some... I don't leg, know if I
1: have any say in this. Because
0: <laughs> if you vote yes, she has to.
1: I have to in all my free time.
0: Peace out. Bye. <laughs> story of me... Um, like I was, I, I like came into town and I wanted to see Jessica uh-huh. and, and uh, um, Josephine was with her and I was like, you know, carrying Josephine, uh-huh. we we're at coffee call yeah. and, and like Josephine's on my lap, whatever. Yeah. And this woman walks up and goes, I'm so glad they decided to change that rule. Of <laughs> and I'm like, I mean, just, I mean, I baptized her. I'm her spiritual daddy, but <laughs> this is not my child. <laughs> this is not my wife.
1: Not my-